the last man standing But wait a minute, maybe I do If you don't mind, I'll start a new line And decide after thinking it through Go on in front if you're in such a hurry Like Ebony waiting for you I don't want to be the last man standing On a second thought, maybe I do It's getting hard to watch my pals check out Cuts like a wore out night One thing I learn about running the road Is forever don't apply to life Waylon and Ray and Merle and old Noro Live just as fast as me I still got a lot of good friends left And I wonder who the next will be I don't want to be the last man standing But wait a minute, maybe I do If you don't mind, I'll start a new line And decide after thinking it through Go on in front if you're in such a hurry Like heaven ain't waiting for you I don't want to be the last man standing on second thought, maybe I do. Thank you for joining us today. Before we get started, please press the subscribe button. Give us a like and a share. Today's show is sponsored by Farmer Joe's Fresh Market, located at 1401 Southwest Pine Island Road in beautiful Cape Coral, Florida. Fresh local produce, baked goods from made from scratch, mouth-watering Braveheart beef, which they have on sale this week in the tomahawk steaks, fresh seafood, a breakfast bar, ice cream, prepared hot foods. That's as close to home cooked as you'll find. Farmer Joe's, the greatest grocery store in all of Lee County. Welcome, everyone. Thank you for joining us. Please like, share, subscribe. Your support is appreciated political analyst, attorney, and the most informative commentator on most conservative news outlets, Mr. Ford O'Connell, is with us to help understand the insanity we know as politics so we can understand what changes are needed to save our nation. I'm best known for my ability to, tr to trigger political pansies and the man that has no problem telling the establishment to kiss his gluteus maximus. Welcome to Cracker Culture, the podcast for real Floridians. Our national coverage begins now. Ford, every American citizen is worried about the failing banking system. Uh, I'm going to play a clip here, and I want your response on uh, what's going on with the banking system. It's much worse than loans. We have inflation that's rampant. If you look at what inflation over... 200 years, what it's done to countries that had to suffer through it destroys the countries. It's like cancer, destroys the countries. We have now banks that are closing, two banks, two big banks yesterday closed. That's a bad sign. That could be the beginning. We have an economy that's in shambles. You know, last year, you don't realize this, last year we had the worst stock market since 1929. Did you know that? We had the worst stock markets. You know, you don't think of it because you continue to do. It's tighter. It's tougher. You have inflation. You, your gasoline costs you four or five times as much in some cases. But we had the worst stock market since 1929. It actually goes back longer than that. It goes back to, I think, 1887. But I said, let's use 1929 because people understand. That was called the Great Depression. But we had the worst stock market. Uh, people have their... 401ks. Does anybody have a 401k? Raise your hand if you're happy with it, because not too many people. Anybody happy with the results? 
Because I'll tell you what, they were happy when I was running this country. They were making a fortune with the 401. I had a police officer in New York. They're great people. He came up to me and said, sir, I want to thank you. My wife always said I'm a incompetent, horrible investor. We have a 401k. And all my life, I was suffering with her, sir. You don't know what you're doing. You didn't. Sir, she gave me the biggest kiss last night. I was up 59% last year. This is a few years ago. And my wife loves me so much. She thinks I'm the greatest investor ever now, sir. And I just want to thank this big, handsome cop from New York. And uh, I, I sort of just remembered it. But many people said that. They were up 50, 60, 70, 80 percent. And now you're going down at numbers that nobody would have thought. Yeah, it was the worst stock market since 1929. Think of that, what that is, the Great Depression. We have a country that's a mess, but more Look, Trump's right. He, everything he said is absolutely spot on. He, he is absolutely right. Now, I'll say this, that Fox Business and the Wall Street Journal have been doing impressive coverage on the Sil Silicon Valley uh, banking crisis. And look, what's happened here, it's not rocket science. The worst inflation in 40 years has triggered massive interest rates hikes. And these massive interest rate hikes have, have created losses of billions for many of these banks. And unfortunately, this is going to continue. Is it going to affect Ma and Pa depositors? No, it's not. But unfortunately, the banks over the last several years have not uh, effectively managed their own interest rate risk. And the reason is very simple. For 15 years, we didn't have interest rate hikes, and now the banks don't know how to deal with it. Well, you know, our pres uh, the President Biden had a, a few words to say about everything was going to be just fine. Let me show you this. Americans can have confidence that the banking system is safe. Your deposits will be there when you need them. Small businesses across the country, the deposit accounts at these banks can breathe easier knowing they'll be able to pay their workers and pay their bills. And their hardworking employees can breathe easier as well. Last week, when we learned of the problems of the banks and the impact they could have on jobs of small businesses and banking system overall, I instructed my team to act quickly to protect these interests. All customers who had deposits in these banks can rest assured, I want to rest assured they'll be protected and they'll have access to their money as of today. That includes small businesses across the country that bank there and need to make payroll, pay their bills, and stay open for business. Ford, Biden says, we have nothing to fear, and it sounds more like woke policy bullcrap to me, and quite frankly, this scares the hell out of me. It should scare the hell out of you. Look, Biden wants to say that he saved the banks. The problem is Biden created the problem with the banks, particularly here at home in the United States, because he spent like a drunken sailor. And that is what triggered the inflation. And to push down the inflation because prices were so high, the Fed's monetary policy raised interest rates. And then the banks have to back the spread of their risk. So what did they do? Back in 2021, many of them bought massive long-term bonds because they figured that the interest rates would never go up. And what's even crazier here is, Biden created this problem. Biden says he's the savior of the problem. Then he turns around and blames Donald Trump 
for the 2018 Dodd-Frank bill, which was bipartisan. And ironically, it allowed the mid-sized banks, like the ones that are currently failing, to compete with the big boys. He's lying through his teeth. And when the DOJ investigation comes back, and I promise you the Biden guys won't release it, what you will find out is that Silicon Valley banks Management was not up to snuff, and that essentially it was Biden's economy that created their missteps. Well, like you said, you know, maybe not so much the mom and pop investors, but do you believe that the the failure of these banking systems are going to affect the average Americans? Eventually, yes, it will. Because this was a, look, when it comes to Silicon Valley Bank, this was a bailout for the rich, okay? 93% of the depositors in Silicon Valley Bank had deposits of in excess of 250000 Remember, the average Joe, if you will, has about $10,000 in savings. So what happened here is that he bailed out the rich, okay? And he says it's going to be borne out by credit fees, Credit fees that will be absorbed by the middle class. Here's what truly concerns me, Joe, is the message it sends to other banks. Take more risks and President Biden will come to bail you out. I think, unfortunately, he's unleashed even greater chaos with his actions. I agree that he had to do something in quickly, but what he did sent the wrong message to the banking industry because it's going to lead to more bad behavior. Well, Tucker Carlson kind of addressed this, and I want to show this and get your opinion on this here. Stephanie Pomboy, founder of Macro Mavens. She joins us to kind of untangle the insanity here. I'm not, you know, Stephanie, I have to say, you're one of the very few people who called this early and said there are going to be tragic and distorting effects of flooding the American economy with fake money from the Federal Reserve. And I think I think you're right. Yeah, well, it was hardly a radical uh, conclusion to draw when you slather on layers and layers of debt on an economy um, and encourage people to take reckless risk. And then you ratchet up interest rates at the fastest rate in history. I mean, God yeah. knows we the, the surprise is that it took this long for the bodies to float to the surface. And honestly, Tucker, this banking thing is particularly remarkable because of the, the level of impunity that the banks evidenced. And you've talked about, you know, this whole diversity, equity, inclusion and, and the woke agenda and this idea that, you know, banking doesn't need to be boring. You know, you used to want to get away from the banker at the cocktail party. Now he's, you know, throwing <laughs> confetti and he's got a lampshade on his head and he's the life of the party. Um, but the reality is these problems at Silicon Valley Bank and Signature, you know, their pursuit of these woke agendas um, may make them, let's hope, exceptional. I mean, hopefully these videos aren't pervasive to the entire banking sector, although they may very well be. But ultimately, the entire banking sector did the same thing, and that is that they watched their deposit base wither over the last 12 months while the Fed was raising interest rates because right. people right. like you and me looked at it and said, why am I putting my money in the bank and getting zero when I can buy a treasury bill and get three, four, five percent as the Fed? I mean, there she said it, and then that's as clear as day.
Yeah, and, I, and she, I am in total agreement with her, and she totally agrees that the, that the inflation triggered the rate hikes, and that's where we are, where we are. But when it comes to Silicon Valley Bank, she made an important point there, and it's something that's going to come out in the DOJ investigation of the bank, and that is when you look at the banking board, okay, only one person, as is, is I understand it, has actual financial services experience, and the rest of them are a bunch of political donors to Obama Clinton and Biden. When you take that into account, then you wonder why they failed to see the risk, uh, uh, being able to uh, assess the risk over time. You wonder why the banks in that particular bank is in the situation that it is even worse, though, than some other banks who are still trying to deal with the interest rate hikes. Well, and maybe I'm maybe I'm naive. But I have a feeling, and I want to ask, do you believe this is all a plot to push us toward the desired cashless society? Oh, abs there's no question about it, because look, listen to what the Democrats are saying right now on Capitol Hill. They don't know what the problem is. We haven't fully examined the problem. And what they're trying to do right now is push us more more regulations on there. They want more government-controlled banks so that the government controls every aspect of your society. And the next step would be exactly what you suggest. And, and again, and, and I try to speak out because people that have large retirement funds and things like that, you know, they can move their money. But you've got small-time people that has worked 40-hour-a-week jobs making minimal payments and and when you're looking at this some of them don't have their credit cards to are to the max things like that and if you run a cash to society and i've got a hundred dollars in my pocket but i ain't got room on my credit card to use something which is very well seen with all the new automated no money at even at convenience stores how is that not going to control and bring us more to a socialist style existence? That's it. Well, that's exactly my point. That is what they're trying to do. They're trying to control your life, your habits, your spending, everything, because they believe the government knows best. You couldn't be more right if you tried, Joe. It's just that most people can't see the trees from the forest because of right now, a lot of people have heartburn over what they're saying with their 401ks. A lot of people living on on basic, you know, uh, set incomes, and they don't know how they're going to make ends meet. And that's why everyone is concerned, because remember how this works with these heavy end depositors. The Democrats always talk about how trickle down economics is bad or this, that or the other. But what they're creating is a trickle up society in the sense that essentially it's going to be the rich who are going to get all this money that's been injected in the economy and not the middle class. And the money that the middle class has will be worth less. Well, you know, and, you know, there's a little controversy right now with the left about Biden when Biden approved Alaska's Willow Project. And that's part the first real criticism I've seen from the, the left with this absolutely failure as a, a leader. Um, what's the real reason Sleepy Joe uh, made that decision? Does, does, it, does that decision doesn't align with his Green New Deal? 
Well, don't be fooled by this sort of change of heart. Let's talk about the Willow Project. This is in Alaska. The left doesn't want you drilling in the Alaska wilderness. And what we recognize is that this project will produce about 576 million barrels of oil over 30 years. So that, that that's big. What Biden is saying to you is he's still a climate cultist, okay? But he recognizes in the wake of this banking crisis, he can't have gas prices go up because he knows what I know, Joe. Despite what people may think, good or bad, about oil and gas, if the American economy is going to prosper, it's going to be because oil and gas. And when you take oil and gas out of the equation because there's no substitute, all you're doing is hurting America and you're hurting the middle class. Well, I got a few, a little clip about his uh, Willow project here. President Biden has approved a controversial oil drilling project in Alaska. Biden giving the green light to the ConocoPhillips Willow project today. This is a victory for proponents of the venture, saying it's a much needed source of revenue and jobs for that remote region. Approval for the Willow Project, a major blow, though, to climate groups who've argued that it will pose health and environmental risks with its carbon pollution. There you go. Well, what was controversial about the project? Absolutely nothing. Everyone invokes this Marxist Trojan horse called climate change, including for your wash machine, but no one can really tell you how it's going to affect the climate. You want to fix the climate, control China. OK, but when you start closing down oil and gas opportunities are going to power the American economy, you're going to destroy this country. And remember, Joe Biden wasn't joking when he ran for president. He guaranteed an end to oil and gas. And I promise you, if the Democrats had their way, they'd do it. And they don't care about the misery that it causes average Americans. And further, even if you cut off all the oil and gas in the United States, that isn't going to make a dent in the climate problem, according to actual scientists. The problem is China and India, and they're not changing their ways, Joe. They're going full bore. And, and and the thing with that Willow Project, what does that cover? Is something like one point something percent of our the actual resources we need? Oh, that's exactly right. We basically need 20 million barrels of oil per day, roughly, give or take, energy-wise, to, to work in the United States. So this is an add-on. This is not a massive thing. This is a supplementary project that we need, and we need to be doing this more in Texas. We need to be doing this a lot of different places. Let me give you another example. It was only the first time in seven years that America opened a new nuclear reactor. Here's what I always tell the climate people. Fine, you don't want oil and gas. The only other thing that works that can power us to prosperity is nuclear, and they don't want that either. So basically they're saying they don't want you to live a first world uh, lifestyle because they want you to suffer because this is no longer about what is climate change or what is good for the environment. This is a cult that's a Trojan horse for Marxism. Well, the the Democrats have decided they're going to back off and let us keep our gas stoves, but now they seem to decide we don't need washing machines. Well, that's the whole point about them. They're always playing offense when it's a climate cult. First it's your gas stoves, then it's your muscle cars. Republicans caught up, and now they're going to the washing machines. And believe it or not, I think it was last year that they actually passed a new energy rule 
last it was last month the pre president biden's department of energy pr proposed new efficiency standards for washing machines that require new appliances to use considerably less wa uh, water all in an effort to confront the global climate challenge. Of course, they can't tell you how this is going to fix it. But when I have less water in my washing machine and my clothes don't get as clean, I'm going to have to turn it on twice. And what do you think is going to happen? I'm going to use more water. I mean, this is insanity. I, again, I feel like that I'm, I, I, I woke up in a different world every day because it's something new. And I and it's unbelievable to me. I can't believe that people have the time to think of such ridiculous things to complain about and try to remove from our society. But that's the whole point. They don't think about what they're removing. They're not thinking about what it does to the average person. They've all are pledging adherence to a climate cult. And unfortunately, here's where I do admire the Democrats. And let me just say, admire from a political strategy standpoint. They are always playing offense. The right. Republicans are always playing defense and reacting. And honestly, if it wasn't for Fox News digging in and a couple of other reporters, you would have never known about the gas stoves because the Democrats don't talk about it until it becomes a problem. And then the media forces Republicans like me and others, to actually prove that this is going on. And, and here's the thing, and I really wish that there was a way to express this to uh, the people that lean to the left. If you constantly watch nothing but CNN, MSNBC, those type of outlets, and you never look at an opposing opinion, you are not going to believe what's actually in front of your eyes. Well, you're, I think that's exactly right. And it's destroying the United States. And we see this on college campuses. We see this in high schools across the country. What the Democrats label as misinformation is essentially opinions they don't like. I mean, there was a situation, I guess, recently at Stanford where they shut down a federal judge who sits on the bench from actually giving a speech because they don't like it. My problem is today is that the exchange of opinions and ideas is no longer prized in this country. And I believe, and I truly believe this, we talk about the Second Amendment often, but I do believe it's the First Amendment that has made us the greatest country on earth. And right now the Democrats want to get rid of it because they believe that their opinion is the only one that matters. Republicans will tell you, we may have different opinions, but sometimes we are wrong. Well, you know, their policies, there's so many of them that have just been devastating to our country. And and the border crisis is one of them. I want to show you this clip because me and you talked about this off the air, but I just want you to uh, look at this and let me see what you think. Well, just take a look at this exclusive Fox video showing a massive horde of migrants trying to bum rush their way into the country at a port of entry in El Paso. It led to an intense standoff that lasted hours as they clashed with authorities. Border agents in riot gear and the Mexican military forced to fend off the large group. The illegals were apparently told some false information on social media that said that they could be let into the United States if they showed up at the bridge with their kids. Joe Biden could see this insanity for himself. He's only 100 miles away in California. But all we're getting is more nonsense from his press secretary. Try to decipher this. 
what we are going to promise is that we're going to do this. We're going to move forward with a with a uh, with this kind of system, this immigration system that has been gutted, really, truly gutted by the last administration. We're going to move forward and do it in a humane way. We're going to do it in a safe way, uh, and we're going to do it in the way that moves us forward. And so, what we have been seeing, what we've been dealing with, again, is trying to fix the damage that the last administration do did. So they're moving forward, Dana. Yeah, there's a lot, there's a lot of words, <laughs> a lot of words there. Um, one thing about that video uh, is at the, uh, that sign, you know, it says Feliz Viaje. That means have a good trip or have a good time or have a good trip. Like uh, they're not going on a vacation. <laughs> we need to fix that sign. Although Feliz Viaje, that could actually be the Biden reelection campaign because they're about to go into this reelection with this record on immigration. And they're trying to blame the as Brian was pointing out, they try to blame everything on the Trump administration. People can see things with their own eyes, and going into an election with this record is pretty impossible to imagine for me. First of all, they ran on ending deportations and offering free health care to illegal migrants. That says it all. They don't care about the American people. They care about keeping their power and their agenda, and they'll do it in any way, open our borders, Whatever it takes is their way to get rid of anybody that has a different opinion. All right, let, let me say this. They don't have an open border strategy. They have a no border strategy, okay? And let's also understand what happened here. These were Venezuelan migrants who bum-rushed the border, and apparently they were told that if they brought a kid and they claimed some sort of asylum case, they'd be forced to let in. Apparently that Facebook post was, was the cartels, and you and I both know that the cartels use border surges to actually be able to get drugs into this country because if, if immigration officials are dealing with that, they're not watching the uh, cartels. Unfortunately, when it comes to the Democrats, they need to understand one simple thing when it comes to illegal immigration. If you don't deter people from coming here, you don't detain people who come here illegally, and you don't deport people once they are here illegally, this is going to continue. And there is nothing orderly or humane about what is going on at the border. It is absolute chaos and a threat to our national sovereignty and our national security. But again, Joe Biden is a great president for the rest of the world. He's a terrible president for the United States. Amen. Well, for, folks, I think that's going to wrap it up for our uh, national commentary for today. Um, we want to thank you again for watching the Cracker Culture National Show. Be sure to watch our local commentary. We have some things that you're definitely going to hear about. Uh, for Smoking Joe and Ford O'Connell, We'll see you again. Love, peace, and gator grease.